Episode 2. A pop. The Muppets, Riverdale, and more. And welcome to Pop, your pop culture podcast. We're so glad you joined us once again. Here we are, gathered around the pop table at the Pop Cafe. Everything's pop. It's like the Bat Cave, right? Everything's marked. Yeah. Yep. Like like if there's a broom over in the corner, it would be the Bat Broom. Well, that's it's now the Pop Broom. And the same thing happens like whenever, like you watch a lot of movies from the 50s and stuff like that. Like everything would be like, well, Rex, let's go to the space car and bring the space gun and we'll go to the space station. We'll stop and get some space burgers. It's, it's the Jetsons. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I mean, it's 2017. I thought by now I would be sitting in my space chair doing a space cast in my space house. But no. Yeah. No, we're Blind stuck. To work. We, were, we were lied to. We were lied to. But we do have those cool opening doors like on Star Trek, so I'll take it. And the communicators. Yeah, where's the world from Back to the Future 2? That was 2015. Yeah. I don't know and that. Flying cars and flying skateboards. Right. There's a lot of problems with flying things. I mean, seriously, you, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. <laughs> We kind of did a little survey on the Facebook page, and with superheroes and superpowers being all the rage, we asked people, what superpower would you like? And I said, only pick one. So, Courtney, I'm going to ask you, if you could pick one superpower to have, what would it be? To fly. To fly. Christine? Oh, yeah. I would pick mind melding. Mind mind melding? Yes. Ooh. You're devious. There's, I don't... <laughs> No, I want to understand the other person. Ah. Well, let's read some of the responses. Rick Frail said, To write a song as good as Rick Nielsen of Cheap Trick. That is indeed one heck of a superpower there. That's cool. That That's is. pretty cool. That's right. a cool answer. Keith Cohn said, Flight. It makes travel so much easier. And Craig Cohen asked him, Well, wouldn't teleportation make it even easier? <laughs> so. There's one in every crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Taylor also said, that's it, teleportation, that's what I want, like Bewitch style. So you'd make this kind of noise. Mark Konzorowski said, the power of nine lives. One set of nine lives. So I, I guess that could come in handy. Oh yeah, if I had that and I could fly, I would just fly into a wall three or four times for fun. <laughs> fly right, right into, into a cars or, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Into a breaching whale. That would be interesting. Let's see what happens. Boom! Uh, Dave Galvin says, the power to do it with superheroes' wives. So, I don't know. You'd get, I mean, could, you don't want Superman pissed at you because you're, like, doing Lois, right? Yeah, that's a super creepy power. What's going on there? I don't know. Uh, Brian Harwell also wants to fly. Keith Combs says, I would like to be invisible and undetectable like Sue Storm. And that would probably benefit you the most. You could listen in on your friends talking crap about you. That'd be kind of like mind-melding, wouldn't it? Ah, it's, it's ultra-creepy, you know. But <laughs> I don't want to know what people really think of me. I like to live in this little fog and bubble that I live in, and I'm perfectly happy in here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding. She's in her own world. Exactly. I am. Carolee Berg-Cohen also wants flight. Joe Royland wants super speed. 
Teleportation for Debbie Lang. Flight for Thomas O'Reilly. Roseanne Welsh says, Don't know why, but watching Lindsay Wagner open cans with her fingernails always rocked my world. So, just imagine that part. Hot? That's hot. Snap. Here you go. You can do that now. I know a couple places downtown L.A. where you can get some acrylics that you can do that now. You don't need to be bionic. You can just get some good acrylics and pop it right in the can. Whoa. Michael Rice, too. All, he's so good he's his own sequel Michael Rice 2 says to be invisible that would be interesting the lovely Rebecca Prepke says I always wanted a prehensile tail and to be able to communicate with animals huh? yep kind of like Jaina of ah. the jungle but with a tail that so, would be cool Yeah. I wouldn't want the tail but I, I would that'd be cool to talk like Dr. Doolittle style that would be very very cool yeah but I think it'd be really annoying like imagine like you visit a farm <laughs> All the answers going, liberate us, they're going to kill us, only you can save us. You know, and it just turn you off meat forever. And, uh, well, he's already there, so. Well, yeah, yeah. But, there. Just, but just imagine if your cat told you what how they really felt about you. My cat tells me how he feels about me every day. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't like cats, I'm sorry. I know that oh. somebody, I just don't like cats. They, they, they're evil. Oh, like I love some cats. people hate snakes, I feel that way about cats, and and cats they they kind of see. I'm a dog person. I believe that there's two kinds of people in this world: dog people and cat people. Right? Cats they just look at you like, why are you here? You're only here to serve me. A dog is so faithful and loving. Like if you go to the bathroom and your dog's on the other side of the door, they think that you've left into another universe. Like you've you've gone away forever and you're never coming back. So even if you open the door like 10 seconds later, their tails are, you know, they're bounding and like, oh, I'm so happy to see you again. So like dogs, they may be kind of stupid in some ways, but they're very loving. So They I'm, have that whole puppy wiggle going yeah. on. Yep. Yeah, which is cool. But cats, cats are very loving. I had a cat yes. that would want to get in the shower with me. Like what? In the, in the, yeah. Yes, yep. he loved that water. That mine's mine too. Mm-hmm. He loved water. And if I was I've in the bath, he'd thing. sit on the edge of the tub. And if I was and in the shower, yeah, he'd dip his yep. paw. And if I was yep. in the shower, he'd sit in the corner. And and I had him in college. When he, he started doing it as a kitten. And my my roommate's boyfriend used to mess with him because he'd go in the shower with him too. And he says sometimes I'd move out of the way and spray him with the water. I'm like, what do, why would you do that? He's just hanging out with you. Either that or he likes to see humans naked. I'm that, not, he's I was, very voyeuristic. Yes. <laughs> and if so. you and if you could, you know, listen to what your pets are thinking, it it might be going hot, or <laughs> or like I've seen better. Could be. Like they'd make you fun of you all the, the time. Yeah, like. You people are so disgusting washing yourself in the shower. You should just be cleaning yourself with your tongue. So, see, it's a whole... If I could do diff- that, I'd never leave the house. Well, there you go. Whoa. Hey, uh, hey now. Hey now. hey Hey, Macarena. <laughs> Larry Roberts writes, I, I always wanted my superpower to be the ability to speak and understand any language. Might not seem the most super heroic, but I think there'd be many times it would be critically useful. Oh, that's very cool. That that's a superpower we all need to have because you can be in the same office with someone and not understand a word they're saying. That's true. I'm yeah. try I learn I'm learning German. I've been learning German for years and years because my husband's German. And I last night in fact I was trying to talk shit about people next to us at the sushi bar and I was trying to do it in German and every time I speak German to him, I try so hard and I study and I have a tutor and I do online every day. I do these classes. 
And he's like, what? What are you saying? Why don't you just say it in English? You know, and it's like, because I'm talking shit about people and I don't want them to know what we're saying. Ladies and gentlemen, Courtney Dold, she talks shit about people in other languages. That's right. right That's what German's for, is for talking shit yeah. about people in Southern California. Well, there you go. <laughs> Nikki Locke. Who, who was it that said that they wanted to have this town, this uh, superpower? Larry Roberts. Larry Roberts, Lengua Man. <laughs> Ling- oh, Lengua nice. Man. There you go. Instead of a cape, it's a giant tongue. Ooh, yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> It'll be branded by Gene Simmons tomorrow. I was, I was just going to say, Gene Simmons is already Lingua Man. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Nikki Locke writes, flight. Scott D. Parker says, fly. Always. Never really changed. The second choice would be to breathe underwater, a la Aquaman. But you wouldn't want to talk to the fish, too, I suppose. Jane Knight says, fly, I'm afraid of heights, but not if I could fly and not fear falling. Unless I was bad at it like the greatest American hero, and I wrote, who couldn't fly so well. So Uh remember that? That was the drop the mic joke of our uh, pilot podcast. Carolyn DiBiase Negron writes, the, the kind of strength Superman had, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound more powerful than a locomotive. Not two locomotives, but a locomotive. They were always very specific about that. Kristen McRae says, I would want the power that David had in the movie Jumper, which is teleportation, be able to jump around to wherever I want to go in a moment's notice. Thomas O'Reilly writes, shouldn't the question not be what superpower do you want, but what superhero do you want the next episode to be about? Now, if that's the question, then my response is the Batman. I'm Batman. Batman. Yeah, Batman will definitely appear on pop before you know it. Trust me, that will happen. Now, here's the thing about everybody that said the power of flight, because nobody asked me, but I've always wanted to fly. And I don't mean in a plane. So, like, here's the problem with flight, right? Greatest American Hero kind of did tune in on the problems. But just imagine that you take off from from your your driveway, right? You with me so far? Mm-hmm. We're with you. I'm in the driveway. Okay. And, and you go up and you avoid the power lines. That's, that's a very important thing. And let's say you fly up, oh, um, what, a mile into the air? How do you find your way back home? (laughs) At some point, it looks like Google Maps, right? So that's one of the problems. Then, if let's say that you're flying 60 miles an hour, right? It's like being on a motorcycle. You're going to need some sort of leather jacket or something like that. That's true. And goggles. Yeah. A windscreen. Because you you take a bug to the eye at 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Are there bugs a mile in the sky, though? I don't know, but you're not always flying a mile above the ground, right? Sometimes you're chasing a car, I would imagine, if you're a superhero, right? Or maybe you're just a guy that's going to go to Piggly Wiggly or Walmart or Target. I don't know. But chances are you might get a gnat at 60 miles an hour. That's not going to be good. So you're going to need goggles, and you're going to need something, because who wants to pick those out of their teeth, right? So, so, so far, flying is not just It's as also easy. negative 60 degrees a mile in the air. Yeah. Like there that. you it's go. Like, so, it's like butt cold. Yeah, so you have abs- butt cold? Sorry, I always say, I always say when it's really... <laughs> well, your butt would be cold. She's yeah. not wrong. If it's really cold, I say butt cold. Or if you have to get up early, I say butt early. I don't know. 
Wow. My, my, my daughter calls it the ass crack of Dawn. <laughs> yeah, the ass crack of Dawn, right. It's the, hey, it's I, the know Dawn. I know Dawn. I know Dawn. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dawn. She has a nice ass crack. Yeah, she's nice. Dawn's cool. Why we all get up to it? But so so then. (laughs) (laughs) Slipped that one in there for me. (laughs) I don't think anyone heard it, but. (laughs) I did. (laughs) So you saying things are butt early and what was it? Butt early and. Butt cold. Butt cold. Butt early. That's kind of like space or bat or pop. Bat gun. Bat. Yeah. Whatever. So. Space gun. Whatever. Butt gun. That's a whole nother show. Or as Christine she has... pulled the trigger on my butt gun. <laughs> my butt gun. <laughs> sounds like someone having like explosive diarrhea. <laughs> you know, that they say that... like a butt gun. <laughs> what is it? Laughter's the best medicine unless you have diarrhea. Oh! Yikes! All right, so back to the show. Yeah, don't, because I'll talk about diarrhea for an hour. Yeah, and we can't talk about bowel movements, even though I really want to. (laughs) So the problem with flying is that you have to protect your face, you have to make sure you're warm, and you have to make sure that when you land, you don't wind up destroying your cable or smashing onto a neighbor's house or something like that because you're coming in too fast. These are things that I've thought about since I was, like, four. I've really put a lot of thought into this. Apparently. So what if we just wished for to fly, to be awesome at flying? Like well, maybe yeah, like but... more specific. Like not like greatest American hero flying. Because that's the way you picture the average person. If they had the ability to fly, they would fly like they were swimming in the air. Right. My childlike subconscious had it all together. Land swimming. I'm telling you. We don't have those problems. Very bizarre. I can just imagine you walking around your backyard at like six and you're like putting your arms out in front of you where I'm just running by you going shh with my arms out in front of me. You're just like doing swimming motions yep. as we pass each other. Yep. Anyway, so so the, so really it, it means that Superman must have some sort of shield around him that we don't even think of. Because like when he lands, Batman never goes like, dude, you got bugs all over your teeth. No. Well, maybe they just adapt after a while to all the flying. Like, the bugs just sort of avoid Superman. Maybe they just go around him. Maybe wow. it's a professional courtesy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy keeps the, the world safe. Let's well, not so, you know, they, they have a healthy respect for the flying thing that's bigger than them. Right. Now, I need to I need to be open and honest with this next thing. You two know about what I'm going to talk about. You, you may not know what I'm bringing up, but I think that it's fair to let our listeners and our Facebook users know a little something about my sense of humor. Okay. All right. Because occasionally I'll post a couple phrases, one of them being hot and the other being, oh. Now, the, the two things, I'm going to do a little setup so that everyone can play along at home or at Facebook. If somebody says, like, I tried to fit this in some place that is when somebody makes this noise oh and it, it's it's a great thing try it at work try it at home try it everywhere you are when somebody says so i tried to put this in there oh just make that kind of noise right so that's like if you say something and i go oh afterwards you now know the joke right yep and i have absolutely bogarted both of those yeah yep. now the now the other thing is like someone could say like 
could overhear somebody at a restaurant saying, and when for the first two weeks after I got out of the hospital, I had to wear adult diapers. I will instantly look at whoever I'm with and go, <laughs> hot. <laughs> and it's, hot. Us- it's usually nothing really sexy. It's actually something that's kind of revolting. Or if someone says like, and then I sweat all night long, I'll go, hot. You know, so... <laughs> Oh my God! My clothes were sticking to me all day long. Hot, you know. So I just do stupid things like that. Or I had s- trouble emptying my colostomy bag. Hot, yeah. Yes. Or it oh. might, or it could even be. And then I spilled mustard all over myself, and I go hot. And it just, it freaks people out because they go like, "Is he being serious? They don't understand what I'm doing." So, so no, you- I got it immediately, Ken. Oh, the good. The first time you did it. Yep. Yep. Good, good. I just didn't want people to think I was a real weirdo. Well, I am. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I was going to say, have we clarified that point on this? I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, that, that, that billboard got put up a long time ago. <laughs> so today on the show, we're going to be talking about The Muppets and The Muppet Show. We're also going to do a little overview of the entire history, but we're primarily focusing on The Muppet Show. Yay! Yeah, there That's we go. Permit. But first, we're going to talk about something current in pop culture. There's a new show on the CW called Riverdale. Everything's Archie. Archie's here. Betty's here. Veronica, too. Reggie's here. Hey, Jughead, where are you? We want to dance and we want to sing. Have some fun and go adventuring. Thursdays. I don't know what I'm protecting. Riverdale is the best new drama of the season. What else you got? It's delicious perfection. Get over yourself, buddy. It's brooding and sexy. Very hot. Riverdale rocks. Yes. And there's more? Much more. It's a national obsession waiting to happen. Hashtag Riverdale Strong. Riverdale. Thursdays at 9, 8 central on The CW. And what the show is, believe it or not, is, remember Archie Comics? I loved Archie Comics. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that are listening right now or that are on Facebook page remember the Archies quite fondly. Whether it was the 60s cartoon or the comic book or Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Josie and the Pussycats, all that stuff. You know, it was all something of most of our childhoods and the cw has this new show called riverdale and the thing of it is is it's the archies that you know and love but it's not quite the archies you know and love unless you love the new archie comic books which are out and they've done kind of a thing where they have this new look at archie in the comic books where ones where they're it's called archie afterlife and another book called Riverdale. And the, the best way I can describe it is Archie meets Dawson's Creek meets Twin Peaks. Would you say that that's a good description, Courtney? Excellent description, yes. On imdb.com it says, Riverdale, a subversive take on Archie and his friends exploring small town life, the darkness and the weirdness bubbling beneath Riverdale's wholesome facade. We watched the first two episodes. Uh, Christine, off the top of your head, what would you think of them? If it was 
branded as anything other than Archie's related, Mm -hmm. I would like it a lot more than I do. And I do like it, but it's not your average middle-aged podcaster's Archie, you know? Mm -hmm. The dark and gritty tone is very bizarre to me. Uh, But then again, I haven't kept up with the the characters since I stopped reading the comic books in the late 70s. So... Mm -hmm. And that's one of the problems that the creators uh, and, and the people who own the brand of, of Archie had to face. How do we keep Archie relevant, you know, in 2002 and 2008 and now 2017? And we've seen the books change from going down to Pops, you know, to get a, a malted and who will Archie choose, Betty or Veronica, to where they've actually changed the entire concept of what Archie is. They've definitely brought it into 2017. Courtney, what are your initial thoughts of Riverdale? Well, I never read the comic. I was familiar with the comic and, of course, the song Sugar Sugar. Right. And, of course, all the monkey fans know that whole history. Mm -hmm. So, um, the cartoon was on when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and I liked it and I remember... I remember kids at school having the comic, like when I was really young, like mm-hmm. boys had it. Right. Because I never did comics, but I remember always liking Jughead, probably because of his name and the weird hat. Right. And then, of course, on the cartoon, because he was just so goofy and over the top, and there's obviously this incredibly obvious parallel to Scooby-Doo with the cartoon, the TV show. Right. And so I liked it for that reason. So when I watched Riverdale, I just went in just kind of knowing the characters loosely Mm-hmm. At first, I was kind of like, like when you first told me to watch it, I wasn't, I forgot about that it was Archie's. Right. I, I just forgot when I started watching it. And then mm-hmm. when when Veronica's mother and they're moving into the new apartment and she called the doorman Smithers, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, the doorman's name is Smithers. I, I'm not going <laughs> to watch this. But it's just so, I mean, you might as well just call him Jeeves. Yeah, but like, this, but that was his actual name in the comic book. So, right, which I yeah. didn't know. And yeah. so, I, and then as the show went on, I'm like, oh, you, you nincompoop! It's Pop's Diner and the, you know, the town with Pep, and I'm like, oh, it's the Archies. <laughs> like I forgot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wait, her name's Veronica, and her name's Betty. Wait a second, this is so familiar. Something but, um, here is off. He's got familiar. red hair. Yeah. yeah. Got totally weird dyed dark red hair. Mm-hmm. So so I do like it. Definitely not a show I would watch on my own if you didn't suggest for me to watch it because it's mm-hmm. just not my not my thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, now I'm into it. Now I care. Now I kind of want to know what happens. I mean, there's a lot of 45 year old men writing for teenage girls going on, which is like my biggest pet peeve. Like teenage girls would totally <laughs> say this. No, they wouldn't. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Right? Anyone yeah. with me on that? I'm Sorry. With you. I'm with you. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, like Veronica just being like, this is so our town. And like, oh my God. This is so, and like saying, th- no, th- no. So. Um, well, what kills me is every character in this show who is only 16, what, 15 through 18, right? We'll say. Right. They are all smarter than everybody that's on this call right now. There are, <laughs> right. They, they are all smarter than everyone in this room. <laughs> And they're very worldly, mature high school sophomores. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For a small town in Oregon, it looks like. I'm not, I don't know what state they're supposed to be in. What For, state are they supposed to be in? I don't know. State of... Confusion. Uh, yeah, state of confusion. But it, it is... 
first off, there one of the big differences that you notice right away, Archie was always bright and colorful, right? This is grim and gritty. And it says that you, you made a reference to Riverdale, the town with Pep, right? Yeah. But there is zero sunshine in this world. That's The characters huh? will be going for a jog and literally waves of fog. <laughs> they, they will run through them. It's so bizarre to think that <laughs> how do you have a town where all it does is rain and no sunshine, pretty much. Yeah. That's this is like these guys for them. I can just imagine them going to the beach, and it's pretty much it's just going to rain continually. It looks like a logging town. Yes, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, it just looks like this, like you know, full of nice people, like small town. I mean, Luke Perry's character definitely fits that. Yeah, he's the only one I feel like who fits the role of, of of someone you would think on a television show about a nice town like that and a beautiful wooded area and right. there's the, the lake and the river and it's really beautiful to me you know like when you watch a tv show about it obviously it's turned up to a hundred for the show oh absolutely the, the mm-hmm. characters are all turned up all the way but i really like luke perry not just his character but i like that he's in the show like when he popped up i was like oh my god it's luke perry and yeah. then for the rest right. of the show i was like the luke perry in this luke perry is so luke perry and i can <laughs> I love me some Luke Perry, and right. I could always use a little more Luke Perry, but not too much Luke Perry, because then it could get a little Luke Perry. So, no, I was just like, Luke Perry, oh my god! You know, like, that was big. That was my reaction, too. Yeah. I also believe that Luke Perry is the only sane person in the entire town. Yeah, that's what it seems yeah. like. It seems like everybody else has stepped out of some weird reality show or some weird horror uh, thing. And, you know, I was looking at the cast, and the, the guy who plays Archie is from New Zealand. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, are there no American actors left in Hollywood anymore? <laughs> it just seems like every show, you know, you go to watch an interview with somebody from a TV show and it turns out they're from England, uh, <laughs> New Zealand, or Australia. Yeah. It just blows my mind. and But they, they managed to pull it off. I mean, I not once when I was watching his performance did I go, that doesn't sound right, you know, but it's fantastic. Betty and, and Veronica, what would you guys think of them, Christine? The writers have done a pretty good job, honestly, of portraying the frenemy nature of their relationship. Mm-hmm. They're both competing for Archie uh, on a romantic level, at, but yet they are BFFs, and so there's that push and pull. Now, I don't know how that might change or be dropped as the series goes on, but at least in the first episode or two, I thought they portrayed that really well. It wasn't it wasn't um, overdone. Now, when when you look at Archie, like there's a scene where Archie takes off his shirt, and everybody, yeah, there is. yeah. <laughs> and everybody, <laughs> it, I think everybody on the set was just like, <gasps> you know, because this Archie is not a nerdy Archie. This Archie is like super buff. If there's six packs, what's this is an eight pack? I don't know. It's just, I look at this guy and he's everything that I'm not, right? <laughs> he's like buff and cool. And, but uh, he's, he's got some problems and Betty, she kind of is on the edge a little bit. Her sister, there's some sort of thing about uh, her sister 
and uh, some sort of thoughts of possible mental illness or some sort of uh, needed therapy, if you will. Like, yeah, for there, example, there's a, there's a big hint uh, to some sort of disturbance with her sister. Yeah. Yeah. And Betty's on medication. And all the parents in this show are people that were in like things like 90210 or other shows from that time. A lot right. of stunt casting, I would call it, from the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Though I was really sad. I was reading the cast on IMDb, and I saw Alice Cooper. I saw the <laughs> name Alice Cooper, and I flipped out because I'm such, I love Alice Cooper, right? Yeah. And then I was sad to find out that that was Betty Cooper's mother, Alice Cooper. So it's, it's, it's but I was I thinking. Right, her name's Alice. So clever. I love that. I love that. I, I was hoping that he would be like the town coroner or something, you know. And that I, lo- would have been I love so how cool. the nicest girl in the comic has like the most evil mother. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So pretty much like we were saying, Luke Perry's character, which is Archie's dad, is the only yeah. real sane person. Everybody else seems to be very weird and on edge. This is not your grandpa's Archie. This is not your Archie's from your childhood. This is no. Archie's for 2017. And really, I'm going to ask you guys this quick question. Courtney, we'll start with you. Do you think that the Archie concept as it was, bright sunshine, Jughead's is trying to get a hamburger down at the sodium shop or whatever, (laughs) would that concept still work in 2017 for kids? I don't know. It's too clean. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think now kids, I mean, obviously their attention spans are a hell of a lot shorter. Young Mm -hmm. women have, you know, there's a lot more to worry about as a teenager now than they certainly had to worry about in the time of Archie. Mm -hmm. They did that in the second episode with with Chuck. Wait, what's the kid's name on the football team? Chuck? And, And Veronica going on the date with him. And then they did the whole slut shaming thing. Like, there was no slut shaming. Yeah. That like, was the third. Like, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, not yeah, like that's, that. That's... Not like all over the internet. You know, obviously right. there's no internet. I mean, I'm, I'm sure people wrote things on people's lockers, and, you know, and spread rumors and were really nasty. Mm-hmm. But like when it... Well, the, every high school had a slam book, right? Right, a slam book. Right, right, which is pretty much what they had. Yeah. But, but you know, in a, in a, the slam book was like just talking shit about people, and it was mostly girls doing it, I think. This one was mm-hmm. just like rapey. This was rapey and creepy. Well, speaking of creepy, I mean, let's let's talk about one aspect. Archie, who is under 18, even though he looks like ultra buff and very manly and all that, he has sex with his teacher, what, right. Miss Grundy. Remember Miss yeah. Grundy? Yeah, this is not your Miss Grundy from childhood. It, it is it is definitely a very hot Miss Grundy. It's it's not the uh, older lady. It's. Uh, yeah, this is it has a creepy vibe to it. Now, I guess that we need to kind of talk about the the what's happening in the first and second and third episodes. For for the purposes of our review, we all watched episode 1 and 2. In the first episode, a character Oh, sorry. I watched episode 3. That's probably what the I watched it too, Courtney. Yeah. Yeah, that's sorry. That's, I tried that's, to get him caught up, but no. That's okay. That's okay. It doesn't matter. It's all right. So mm-hmm. so there's there's a dead body found. And it turns out that it is the brother of Cheryl Blossom, or Cherry Blossom, as she even had her own spin-off comic book for a while. And Jughead Jones is the narrator of yeah. the tale. He's kind of like the Greek chorus, and he, he kind of sets the, the, the tone and the mood. And 
Reggie's there. We all remember Reggie from the comics and the, the cartoon. He's an Asian and a football jock. And Moose is there. Moose and Midge and all the familiar characters, uh, the ancillary characters, including Kevin Keller, which was a character that was written uh, over the last decade or so, and he was the first openly gay character on the Archie comic books. And he's come along on this show as well. So pretty much you have besties Betty Cooper and Kevin Keller. They, they kind of keep each other sane in this world. And Betty has the biggest crush on Archie. And they've known each other since they were kids. And he goes away for a summer and works with his dad. And during that time, he starts having an affair with Miss Grundy. And while they're together, they hear a gunshot. And they believe that it is the shot that killed Cherry Blossom's brother. Well, the body's not found. And at some point... I won't ruin anything for anybody, but at some point the body is found, they do an autopsy, and I'll just leave it at that. But we see all along, we, we get every familiar character that you know from the Archie universe, but it's these new updated versions of them. Again, grim and gritty, but think Twin Peaks, right? Yes, right. very, yes, very grim. Yeah, there's pretty much zero comedy, except the only thing to me that's funny is how... Josie is just this like raving bitch. <laughs> yeah, because like, Archie Josie's wants. Josie's supposed yeah. to be like the cool rock star chick. Yep. And like the Josie on this show is just like super angry and mean mm-hmm. and arrogant. And I'm just like, no. Right. Why are they doing that with the character? It's weird. Sorry, you can be super cool and be the rocker chick without being like nasty and bitchy, don't you think? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, but, she the, she talks about how she and the Pussycats are divas. Mm-hmm. So right. that that definitely fits the diva model, right? Right. It does, I guess. I just uh, I don't know. It, I, the, the way the way it is uh, uh, defined these days. Right. Right. Yeah. It used to because 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 diva used to be a, an elite class of performer, especially of a singer. Now it's just uh, Anyone a, popular, with an attitude. a popular artist with a tood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I mean, I, I guess they gotta. I guess they gotta mix it up. Everybody can't be Betty Cooper, but you know. Yeah. So there's one thing I want to mention, and I, I kind of think it's sad, but you know, Kevin Keller is the gay character, and he seems to really be into Moose, and Moose is kind of in the closet and everything. Uh And the two of them sneak away to have some sort of an encounter, but I won't tell you what stops them. You'll have to watch episode one to figure that out for yourself. But it really bothers me that there's a lot of times that they'll introduce a gay character, and you think, oh boy, representation, here we go. And then they get a boyfriend, and then they get killed like two episodes later. So yeah, it's they like don't kill moose. They're not going to kill moose. No, no, the, no. They're not going to kill moose. But what they did was they basically killed the idea of Kevin and Moose being together. Because in the second episode, he says, "I think it's better if Moose stays in the closet and hangs out with Mitch." You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So it's kind of like, hey, we want to be hip and daring and edgy. So we're going to have this 
homosexual character and we're going to have you know it's 2017 is that stuff really hip and edgy and daring right but it no it's real but it's real like every single person the character that's in that show is mm-hmm. is real to a certain extent they're all obviously exaggerated versions, yeah like but, like turned up to 10 they're, they're people turned up right to 10. right like veronica with her pearls you yeah. know and her prada shoes yeah i think they're just introducing it but i'm pretty sure that he's gonna find love but then they do that cheap heat, like like cheap heat is a wrestling term, right? And they they had uh, Betty and Veronica kiss for a reason. Like you'll see why in the show. And even one of the characters refers to what was the line she said? That's so 2010 or something like that. Faux lesbian kissing hasn't been vogue since 1994. Yeah, I didn't get that part at all. Well, to me, it was it was like the cheap heat, so that you could show it in the commercial, and then when someone watches the show, they go, "Oh, okay." It was really kind of I don't I can't decide if it was really clever that they wrote it the way they did, or if it was really manipulative that they wrote it. The I'm way gonna they go. Did. Maybe it's the cynical part of me, but I'm gonna go with manipulate. Well, you, yeah. but but my point is that they both got it in. Yeah. And they dissed it at the same time. Exactly. The, the writers know what they're doing. Like I said, this is uh, junk food for your mind. So, I just like the show. I, uh, I think people should watch it if they're interested in like a whodunit kind of thing. And just kind of enjoying seeing those characters that they were familiar with being portrayed in a different light, literally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a situation that you're not used to the Archie cartoon this is something that you're not expecting. Although, are is the story in the show taken directly from the modern comics before they killed Archie? Well, I this is like a like a like a whole rebirth kind of a thing. It's like a reboot. Right, but so, are, but is the story the story that they had in, in the comics where before they kill Archie is this the same story or is this a new story that was written by the show's creator who I think was very I think. It's, you know, pretty clever. Yeah. I, I think that this is the new direction that they're going in. Just the new direction. And we mentioned Josie and the Pussycats being on the show. And speaking of updates, here's their version of a classic. Uh, everybody should know this song. It's a little bit different than the way you're used to hearing it. But here we are. Josie and the Pussycats 2017 rocking it with Sherry Blossom on rap. series Thursday at 9 8 central on the CW so there you go a taste of Josie and the Pussycats 2017 on the TV show Riverdale from the CW network and a new take on the Archie comics universe so as we wrap up this segment on Riverdale Courtney Cronin dold we need your vote thumbs up thumbs down is this thing popping for you your thoughts Courtney thumbs up thumbs down 
Sure. I would recommend it to people that like, I, I mean, I'll be honest, this is the first show I think I've ever watched on the CW. I, I realize I'm not their audience. Mm-hmm. And I don't have children of the age that, that are that audience. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't even be watching it with them. But if you do have teenagers or you're in your early 20s and or you're the kind of person that's so into the Archies that you would just love to see anything that has to do with them, then you're going to like it. I didn't really go into it with any expectations and I'm hooked. I want to know what happens next. It is very fun and fun. It reminds me of the movie Heathers too. Yes. The way the girls are. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's really dark and the women, you know, speak like teenage girl, teenage girls do not talk this way. No. As far as, far <laughs> as I know. And, uh, and it makes it fun and it's a little over the top. And, uh, a little it, over the top? Well, <laughs> A little, not too much. I think it's over the top. Like you said, everybody's turned up to 10, right? So like everything, everything from uh, the way someone closes a car door is like a big thing. Everything's overdone, right? Well, a little bit, but the the acting's pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the kids are It's fun and campy and dark. Yeah, it's very campy. Yeah, it's like if Heathers and the Archies and Twin Peaks had a show. Mm -hmm. That's it. Absolutely. I like it. So thumbs up, thumbs down. I give it a thumbs up. Okay, so that's it's, one. It's popping. It's popping. It's popping with Courtney. It's popperific. I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christine. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Give us your take on it. I think I would have to give it a thumbs up too, and I'm a little surprised at that, honestly, because it's so different, as I said, from the Archie's characters that I knew as a kid. It's well acted. I think for the most part, it's very well casted. And I mean, for instance, I, just can we divert for a second? I don't know if either of you know this this actor, but uh, the guy who plays Jughead is Cole Sprouse. Yes, from Se- from the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I, yes. I, I mean, I've watched three episodes and I'm staring at him, going, "That is not him. Oh my God, that is him." Yeah. He's he's so different, and I mean, he's different looking. He's he's um, a totally different personality. I mean, it, obviously that that just speaks well to his acting ability. But right. I was surprised. And Jughead is not a lunkhead just trying to get a shake out of someone. No. He's, he's, he's incredibly he's a... smart, and he puts everything together. Yes. So, and I don't want to, you know, we're trying not to spoil anything too much. We're trying to set up the plots and get you interested if you are. But Jughead is, is a character to watch in my mind. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Yep, but yep. Uh, yeah, so thumbs up or thumbs down? So overall, yeah, thumb thumbs up. I'm I'm gonna keep watching it. All right, I'm going to uh, confess something. I loved the CW back when it was the WB. I was a sucker for Seventh Heaven. Yep, I love <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Dawson's Creek, Young Americans, and Smallville and Supernatural and so on and so on and so forth. So I'm a I'm a big mark for the CW, right? And now they're doing all these superhero shows, so I'm a big mark for the CW, and I love teen drama. So, (laughs) this Uh is like, this is like, it really surprised me, because I kind of went into this wanting to hate it. Straight up. And, and, Uh And keep in mind, I bitch about this show while I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous. Oh, that's dumb. Oh, that's crazy. But at the end of it, I want to see the next episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. Yep, this is absolutely. kind of like bad junk food for your brain. Yes. And yes, I love exactly. it. Exactly. 
So I'm going to continue to, to check it out. And uh, I, I will say that it really didn't feel like the Archies until the last part of episode two. Yep. I know, I know what, you're, what talking you're talking about. about. <laughs> and I'm, this I is good. Right there, there, like, oh! We were waiting for it. We were waiting yeah. for it. And I'm like, how are they going to do this? Because I really hope they don't do some weird thing with Archie. But the way they did it was perfect. I, yeah. I like the way they handled the thing that we were waiting for that we won't tell you. But it, but it, it got me to where I needed to be for this show. Yeah. That's yep. all we want to say. So check out episode one and two. Uh, I think that you may want to check out episode three. So uh, again, kudos to everybody there because you got me interested in something I was kind of against 100%. So it's a good cast. It's junk food for your brain. Three pops up. So there you go. And we would also like to do a shout out to our good friends over at Hiram's Lodge the Riverdale dedicated after show podcast Robert J. Peterson and our good friend comedian Tim Powers do an after show of the CW series Riverdale and in the off times they'll do a review of each episode but then in between they play an episode from the 1943 the Archie's radio show cool so it's kind of like two things at the same time concurrent you get the the tv show riverdale and then later on in the week you get to listen to the jughead and the archie that you want to have from your youth it's all there ah geez fellas you know that sort of thing Best of both worlds. Gosh, both Betty and Veronica want me to take them to the Spring Cotillion. What do I do? And and weirdly, Jughead was from New York and Veronica was from the South. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) He he talked like that. He had a weird New York accent. Veronica was Southern. (laughs) Exactly. I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad she didn't come in from New York and go, I just moved here from New York. (laughs) So if you're interested and it pops your court, check out the CW's Riverdale and check out the the Hiram's Lodge Riverdale After Show podcast. Check it out on iTunes and wherever fine podcasts can be downloaded from or streamed live on MP3. So Riverdale, there are four episodes up now on the CW app. Check them out. Let us know what you think. Check it out. Riverdale. All right. Excellent. And now check out this classic commercial from perhaps your youth or the recessed cobwebs of your mind. Check it out. My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say, cause Oscar Mayer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Oscar Mayer, the first name in Bologna. How's that? It's the Muppet Show with our very special guest star, Mr. Zero Mustel. It's time to get things started. Now please let the 
getting started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, And here we are with our discussion on The Muppet Show. It's The Muppet Show. Yay! You, you kind of have to do that, right? Because we all remember uh, <laughs> Kermit And you the have Fro- to have your arms in the air at Yeah, same you've, time. you've got uh-huh. to flail. That's the Kermit yep. flail. <laughs> yes, you have to flail. That sounds like a dance. Everyone do the Kermit flail. Everyone I'm do a flailer the Kermit from flail. way back. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney, are you doing the Kermit flail? I am. You got to act like you have. I'm doing it in my head. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you don't burn as many calories that way, but you know. Well, the the Muppet Show it really it, it all started on Sesame Street, right? And there was some sort of idea that these guys weren't going to be able to do anything other than kids programming. So there was a point where they wanted to try to do something else. The the Muppet Show is a family oriented comedy variety television series that was produced by puppeteer Jim Henson and features the Muppets. After two pilot episodes produced in 1974 and 1975 failed to get the attention of network executives in the United States, Lou Grade approached Henson to produce the program in the United Kingdom for ATV, the then ITV franchise in the English Midlands. The show was known for its outrageous slapstick comedy, sometimes absurdist comedy, and humorous parodies. Each episode featured a human guest star. As the show's popularity rose, many celebrities were eager to perform with the Muppets on television and in film. So it's kind of like when Batman was really hot, right? You would get people like Sammy Davis Jr. popping in to do a cameo, right? Mm -hmm. This was the same kind of thing. The show had 120 episodes, and it lasted from 1976 to 1981. So that's a pretty good run. And it was on uh, syndication. The Muppet Show had 120 episodes? Yeah. Isn't that something? It is. It's funny how I don't feel... I feel like there weren't that many, but I guess there were. It's amazing when you think about it. And they are all available on DVD. And like I said, it all started kind of with... Sesame Street, and Kermit was a regular on Sesame Street, so this was kind of like a spin-off in a sense of that. It was yeah. all from that same universe, that same world. Kermit is the only Muppet character to be a regular staple on both this series and Sesame Street. So Kermit the Frog was a manager of a cabaret-style theater house, and of course you had Miss Piggy. <laughs> you had uh, Statler and Waldorf, which were yeah, two of my I favorites. Them. The, the the running commentating of, of the show as it was going on. Their wonderful wit. And then you had, you know, the band with uh, Animal, who was based on Keith Moon of the Who, right? <laughs> that's, that's a true story. And it's weird, you know, you think about that many episodes, 120 episodes. Do you want to know the average time it took to create an episode? How how long? Yes. Three days. Wow. Three days. And, of course, we had Fozzie the Bear. Courtney, what are your memories when when I say The Muppet Show? What what pops into your head? Oh, I loved The Muppet Show. We watched it, I believe it was on Sunday nights or something. I always wanted to watch it. That was my favorite show. I'm still a Muppet junkie. One of my favorite movies, all-time favorite movies, is The Great Muppet Caper. Mm. I, I think it's one of the funniest movies. It's just hilarious. Yeah, I'm a huge Muppet junkie. I I have a lot of Muppet toys, actually. 
I have Kermit. I have Miss Piggy. I had Animal. I had Styler and Waldorf, but I gave him away as a gift. I have, like, Muppet stuff on my refrigerator. I have a Muppet magnets. I love the Muppets. I think my favorite Muppet's probably Gonzo. Everything Gonzo does is just hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. And he's just so weird, you know, like, I'm going to tap dance in Jello while I give this person a haircut. Like, it was always some weird, crazy act that, you know, obviously was somehow foiled it would always go wrong and i just thought that was so funny i love gonzo the only thing that freaked me out about gonzo was his love with not one chicken (laughs) but multiple chickens like he had a harem camilla was his main squeeze yeah camilla became like the number one chicken but Mm -hmm. you know polygamy is very big with whatever's yes she ruled the roost very funny christine (laughs) um I was going to say polygamy is very big with whatevers. Yeah. And, whatever uh, Gonzo is. Yeah, he's a whatever. Poultry polygamy? <laughs> yes, poultry polygamy with whatevers. Stuntmen whatevers. They like to have more than one. Wow. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. And I always love when his nose got messed up and then yeah. someone, would, you know, like put his nose back. <laughs> Christine, did you have a favorite Muppet? It's so hard to pick just one. I, oddly enough, I think I liked Janice from the band. The little valley girl. Oh, wow, man. Yeah. (laughs) And Fozzie. Yeah. Waka waka. (laughs) In fact, my my daughter has a Labradoodle, and um, he looks like Fozzie Bear. We just call him the Muppet because he just walks around with his mouth hanging open. Ah! (laughs) He does. (laughs) Waka waka. Happy thing. Like ah, we're going somewhere. Ah, they're gonna give me a bath. Ah. Aww. Kind of takes after you. Okay, so (laughs) they had a tremendous amount of guest stars, and I know that for myself, I had a few of them. I'm going to ask you, Courtney, who was your favorite guest star that appeared on The Muppet Show? Steve Martin. That was my favorite episode. And he was hot back then. I mean, and I don't mean like cute and attractive. I mean, he, he was just... So on fire. His career was so on fire at that point. Uh-huh. I mean, he was playing, like, like concert venues. He was the first comedian to do that. Yeah. I love Steve Martin. I'm a big Steve Martin fan, but so was my dad. So yeah. when the Steve Martin episode was coming on, I remember my dad was really excited about that. And what's really fun about that episode is that there's no show. The show's canceled. Yeah. And there's no audience. And me, and But Steve just wanted to perform, so they sort of sneak his performance like you know during the auditions for when people are auditioning you know for the to, to be on the Muppet show and he basically did his act which was hilarious mm-hmm. and then they you know they made the Muppet jokes with it like when he does the balloon animals they have him attacked by a giant balloon at the end because he makes a joke about <laughs> you know going to steal the balloons when they're babies things like and I loved that episode it was just really cute just Steve Martin performing for the Muppets yeah doing absolutely. his act the wild, and, the wild and crazy guy himself. Yeah, the rambling guy. He does the rambling guy and the balloon. I mean, yeah, it's just his act, which, you know, it's totally funny. Even to a little kid, it's funny. She's just acting stupid. Mm-hmm. 
that was really smart on their part, wasn't it? Because he was such a hot commodity at the time. They just stepped back and let him do his thing. Exactly. They just let him do whatever he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every episode was built kind of around the guest star, right? For example, you had Luke Skywalker from Star Wars there. And the whole episode was built around... Star Wars. And of course you mentioned Star Wars. Pigs in Space. Remember pigs that? Space. Pigs in Space! <laughs> I love Pigs in Space. <laughs> but they had everybody on that show. They had the, the current James Bond, Roger Moore, Elton John, Diana Ross, Leo Sayer, oh. Ethel Merman, <laughs> Rita Moreno. Yeah. Liberace. I mean, yeah. Dom yeah, DeLuise. Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. You know. It's it just John Avery Denver. Schreiber. Avery Schreiber. Yeah, that's a name that's not as well known. But I don't you know. even know who that is. Who is that? Oh, you'd know him if you saw him. He, he, he was part of the comedy team Burns and Schreiber. And they, they were the guys that did, you know what I mean? Huh? Yeah. Kind of a balding, who do I mean? Oh, yes, 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 yes. One guy was short and fuzzy and the other one was tall and dark haired. Huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was in a bunch of movies and stuff. When yeah, I was absolutely. He was. Yes, yeah. he was. But John Cleese, Carol Burnett, Milton Berle, Sylvester Stallone, it, it, Vincent Price, it just goes on oh, and on Oh, I love that one. On. Well, I loved and hated that one. Because when I was a little kid, I used to have nightmares about that blue phantom thing. Mm-hmm. That scared the heck. Oh, my God. I know it scared a lot of people. Because like when I see stuff about the Muppets online, someone always writes in the comments, I hated that blue thing. It scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. And it really did. So when he did the You've Got a Friend with Vincent Price, mm-hmm. I bought the Muppets when it first came out on video, on VHS. Mm-hmm. The Mark Hamill one is on there and the Vincent Price and popped it in and was like, ah, there he is. You know, still a little bit scary. He's in some of the Muppet movies, too, like the newer ones. And yeah. I don't know what they were thinking with that puppet. I don't know. Super, super scary. And the, I forget who does the voice, but even the voice is scary. Yeah. It's weird. It took superstars from all walks of life and entertainment. We had Broadway stars. We had uh, Joel Grey, Zero Mostel, Bernadette Peters, Leslie Uggam, Carol Channing. I'm not going to read everybody. And they also had Harry Belafonte on there. And then listen to this list of comedians, okay? This is this is not all, but just some of them. these are some of the who's who's that we grew up with. If you ever watch Merv Griffin or Johnny Carson, you know these people, right? Or Mike Douglas, Phyllis Diller, Milton Berle, George Burns, Bob Hope, Rich Little, uh-huh. Steve Martin, and it, it just goes on and on. Country singers, you got them: Johnny Cash, Roy Clark, Rita Coolidge, Mac Davis, John Denver, Crystal Gale, Chris Christopherson, Loretta Lynn, Ann Murray, Kenny Rogers. I mean, good lord. Even Rudolf Nureyev was there, so that's pretty cool. Joan Baez, Judy Collins, Arlo Guthrie. You would not think of those three names as hanging out <laughs> with the Muppets. And then, of course, you have Doug Henning and Shields and Yarnell, one of the yeah. acts that, you know, so they were on the show. And then there's all the movie stars, and there's so many, so many. I can't read them all, but Christopher Reeves, uh, Dudley Moore, Liza Minnelli, Danny Kaye. Gosh, there's so many. Uh, just, just going through James Coburn, another guy you wouldn't imagine doing silliness with the the Muppets. Julie Andrews, Raquel Welsh. Oh yeah, Julie Andrews, that's a good one. Yeah, it, and there was a lot of hip rock singers and R&B singers too. And uh, 
everybody from Petula Clark, Dallas Cooper, Deborah Harry, Elton John, Melissa Manchester, Helen Reddy, Linda Ronstad, Diana Ross. Yikes! It just goes on and on and on and on. I don't want to bore. Show. I don't want to yes. bore anyone to death. But it's just reading. I mean, Wonder Woman was on the show. Linda Carter, Don Knotts. Right. That's when they would do stuff like the like with Mark Hamill. It's like they're Mark Hamill's here, but also Luke Skywalker's here. Isn't that what they did? Yeah. Yes. Where they yeah. So it's like both. So kids, you know, aren't totally destroyed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Wait a minute. See <laughs> <He> what's real. <laughs> But you, you got the, the hippest people, like at that time, the not ready for primetime players were really huge, and Gilda Radner did an episode. And yeah. Gosh, it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, Charlie's Angels were represented with uh, Cheryl Ladd. The ones that really stick out to people, like if you say, oh, do you remember the Muppet Show? People say, oh, yeah, I remember Elton John because of the Crocodile Rock. And exactly. You can't forget that. I mean, and the costumes, you know, it's like... Mm-hmm. Like the younger Liberace with those costumes, like it was yeah. like those costumes were amazing, and it fit perfectly with the Muppet Show because it was bright and fun. And the, everyone, rem- I remember that Crocodile Rock. When I still hear the song, I think about the crocodiles coming up and singing. Like it's just yes. in my brain. We're all very excited around here because our guest star is one of the world's greatest recording stars, and here he is now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John.
See you later, alligator. <laughs> you know, and same with the don't go break in my heart with Miss Piggy. Oh, It seems like an eternity. Of course it does. Ready? Don't go breaking my heart. I couldn't if I tried. A heart if I get restless. But baby, you're not that kind. That's what inspired me to write the sketch I wrote on, on the Wayne Brady show for Miss Piggy and Wayne. With mm-hmm. Kermit was because I loved that so much. I loved that, and that I love when Miss Piggy falls in love with a, you know, or starts flirting with a person to make Kermit jealous or whatever she does. You mm-hmm. know, like Charles Grodin in the Muppet Caper. That's why that what that's probably the funniest part of the movie is him and his relationship with Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. It's just brilliant. It's so funny. The Steve Martin episode not only is my favorite as a kid, cause I just remember it so well, but I also love Steve Martin and I've seen all of his movies and I'm just right. a very big Steve Martin fan. Same and here. I mean, I just, I love him. Three Amigos is like one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> so I I, it coughed. really is. It's that so that was an on purpose cough because I did the, yes. The, I, <gasps> yeah. So turn your head. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I went to this Thing called the Distinguished Speaker Series that they mm-hmm. do here, and Steve Martin was speaking, and they did, he did like a conversation. He was talking about making the movie Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which mm-hmm. is another great film. Oh, my very my funny, very favorites. Yes. Oh, isn't that a great movie? I love yeah. that. Movie. Oh God, it's so funny. <laughs> Your Triton, sir. Yes, <laughs> very funny movie. Steve Martin was talking about when he was making that film, because it was directed by Frank Oz, who mm-hmm. is the voice of Fozzie and Miss right. Piggy. When they were out to lunch and stuff, mm-hmm. he said that his voice, his regular speaking voice, which if I don't know if anyone's ever heard him talk, we might want to play a, a clip of that. He really sounds like a, he sounds like a Muppet because that's the voice you've heard all through your childhood mm-hmm. is his. So same with Jim Henson, just his regular speaking voice sounds exactly like Kermit. Yeah, you know? kind of. It, I love that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're affecting it, you know, for the character, but even just speaking normally, you're just like, wait a minute. So Steve yeah. Martin said that was one of his favorite things was going out with Frank, and they'd be in a restaurant, and he'd order the soup and, and an iced tea, and he'd see the look on the on the waiter's face like, <laughs> why do I know that voice? Well, everyone knows the movie The Blues Brothers, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, he also directed that, and he has a cameo at the very beginning yes he does i know and it was weird hearing someone with that muppet like voice saying soiled prophylactic it was just very (laughs) strange but uh... one timex digital watch broken one unused prophylactic one soiled one of my favorite episodes was of course alice cooper uh-huh. I, I don't think that's going to surprise anybody. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, here, here's Alice Cooper discussing his appearance on The Muppet Show. Back to back here on the program. Alice Cooper is hanging out. Part of the reason that I wear black all the time and I listen to the devil's music and I'm that guy <laughs> and my mother knows the moment when I was five years old and it started to slip away from her was when I watched The Muppet Show and you came on and sang Welcome to My Nightmare, right? And it was just kind of like... And that was it. Like, that was it. It was, you know, The Muppet Show was the biggest show in the world. And I didn't realize that, but it was the biggest show in the world at that time. And 
when they asked me to be on the show, I went, oh, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the villain. How can I do this show? And then I looked at who was on before me. It was Vincent Price, Christopher Lee, Peter Sellers, John Cleese. And I went, I have no problem being in that company at all. <laughs> so what they did was they did the, if you haven't seen the show, they did the uh, sort of a Faust thing where I come on and try to get Kermit to sell his soul to be a rock star. <laughs> And you just sign right here. And it was a week. Yeah, it was a week of, of uh, rehearsing. I mean, it was a very, it, it was a big show. We went to London, and it was a week of rehearsal. And the funny thing is, is you get so locked into these characters. Miss Piggy, you know, <laughs> is right here, and the guy working Miss Piggy's down there, like this. <laughs> but Miss Piggy's right here. So when you're rehearsing, I'm going, okay, it'd be funnier if you put your head on my shoulder over here. Oh, that's a great idea. And, and then I go, it would be funnier if, because you catch yourself talking to these characters and they respond to you just like, you know, you're talking to them. So, I mean, it really was, it was a Halloween special show yeah. and everything. And I, I honestly never had so much fun. And the plot that they had written for Alice was he was trying to get people to sell their souls to the devil. <laughs> and it was great. And it, whenever they did the music on The Muppet Show, you would sometimes have lyrics changed. Or, but it was played by a band there. It wasn't just, it wasn't lip syncing. Right. So right. you actually had right. the Muppets interacting with their guest stars. And I remember when Alice Cooper did the song You and Me, with a very different looking Miss Piggy because he is trying to get her to sell her soul and she looks completely different. And with the power vested in me, I have touched you and made you beautiful. Let no man call you ugly. With me at your side, we will lead a life of eternal happiness. When I get home from work, won't wrap myself around you. I want to take you, squeeze you till the passion starts to rise I'd like to take you to heaven That would make my day complete But you and me ain't no movie stars What we are is what we are We share a bed, some loving, and TV That's enough for a working man What I am is what I am I'll tell you, baby, you're just enough for me Sometimes when you're asleep And I'm just staring at the ceiling I want to reach out and touch you But you just go on dreaming I'd like to take you to heaven That would make my day complete But you and me ain't no superstars What we are is what we are We share a bed, some popcorn and TV And that's enough for a working man What I am is what I am I'll tell you, baby, you're just enough for me. I'll tell you, baby, you're just enough for me. 
You and Me was a hit song co-written and performed by Alice Cooper on his album Lace and Whiskey, which marked a departure from the musician's dark and sinister persona. It was later performed by Frank Sinatra. Little known fact there. Ooh, Alice cool. performs this song in a duet with Beaky on a bed of pillows in his dressing room in episode 307 of The Muppet Show. In keeping with the spooky theme of the episode, the dressing room is filled with weird props, candle skulls, skeletons, and a tiger head. However, <laughs> the lyrics of the song, referring to the life of an ordinary couple sharing a bed, some popcorn, and TV, contrast with his ghostly atmosphere. When Scooter enters at the end of the song to call Miss Piggy for the upcoming Pigs in Space sketch, it is revealed that she has been transformed into the hideous Rainbow Bewitched Bicky. After oh. trading her soul to the devil, upon seeing herself in the mirror, Piggy calls off her deal with Alice, insisting that she wouldn't sell him her soul if he paid her. Once he reluctantly turns her back to her normal self, however, Alice discovers that his boss, the devil, doesn't give commissions on hourly rentals. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't realize he transformed Miss Piggy. That's very intense yeah. for children. Absolutely. Traumatizing. Yeah. It is. Maybe I blocked it out. But he did schools out at the end with everybody. And I think that blue guy's in it that you were talking about. One of those big life-size Muppets were always kind of weird. That was the one I loved. Sweetums and Thog were the big ones. Thog was the big blue one and Sweetums was the big one with the beard. Mm. I loved Sweetums, though. Yeah, he was cool. Very cool. He was sweet. And he also did Welcome to My Nightmare which was kind of weird. He's running around in a Dracula cape. And I was watching this last night, and my wife was like, well, it's kind of funny that Alice Cooper's on The Muppet Show. Wasn't he, like, scaring parents at that time? But uh-huh. you got to realize The Muppet Show really, there were some people who would do this for their kids, right? Like, some people uh-huh. would say, well, my kids love The Muppets, so I'm going to go on that show. To someone like Alice Cooper, it took him to a completely different, audience that he couldn't get to on his own because when you're out singing welcome to my nightmare playing with snakes and getting your heads chopped off and stuff like that this took him right into everybody's living room and we also got to see debbie harry from the band blondie which yeah was really cool uh you got this punk rocker singing the rainbow connection and i thought that was really cool let's check that out right now Oh, Debbie. Oh, yes, Hey, what, what's this I hear about you wanting to do a rainbow song? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I just dig songs about rainbows. Oh, good. I sent you a list. Uh, yeah, I, I got the list. Uh, somewhere over the rainbow, and I'm always chasing rainbows. Well, yeah. Which one should I do? Well, well, well you left out one rainbow song. I did? Yeah. My rainbow song. Oh, that one. Well, I thought you might be tired of that. Well, uh, no, I, I actually, no, I, I'm not, not tired of it at all. Well, let's do it then. Oh, good, I thought you'd never ask. It goes like this. Remember? Yeah. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions. Rainbows have nothing to hide. 
Christine, who is your favorite guest star on The Muppets? You know, it's so hard for me to narrow it down to just one. I was thinking about it uh, as you were reading the list of the different categories of guests uh-huh. from singers and comedians and actors and and so forth. I think that that was the brilliance of the show was that it allowed especially kids to be exposed to forms of entertainment that Uh, maybe we wouldn't have otherwise Mm -hmm. and so when I try to think of a favorite guest I I can't because so for instance I I liked Paul Williams because he sang old-fashioned love song and I love that song Mm -hmm. and then I like Juliet Prowse's episode because I got to see her dance and also that had the Manamana song Manamana because I have too many. <laughs> I remember Very that old-fashioned love song. That's how I first heard the song, was on the Muppets. Yes. And I liked wow. the song. And I remember asking to hear it, or if it came on the radio, I'd go, oh, that's that song from the Muppets. Yeah. And, you know, I had a weird kind of crush on Paul Williams, too. He, oh. he, had, he had this shaggy haircut and he had this teddy bear look about him and I don't know he was he was very a very comforting and warm person Mm -hmm. to young me just an old-fashioned love song playing on the radio 
And wrapped around the music Is the sound of someone promising They'll never go You'll swear you've heard it before As it slowly rambles on and on No need in bringing them back Cause they've never really gone That's just an old-fashioned love song Humming down in two-part harmony That's just an old-fashioned love song When I'm sure they're up for you and me To weave our dreams upon Listen to each evening When the lights are low To underscore our love affair With tenderness and feeling That we've come to know You'll swear you've heard it before As it slowly rambles on and on No need in bringing them back Cause they've never really gone It's just an old-fashioned love song Coming down in three-part harmony just an old-fashioned love song When I'm sure they're all for you and me Like, I liked his songs. I like to hear him sing. And obviously, he's a great songwriter. Yeah. Excellent songwriter. Yeah. If he came on the radio, I, I definitely liked it. Even as a little kid, there was just something, you're right, comforting about it. Yeah. About it. Not yeah. threatening and, and, right. I love the musical numbers. There's, I mean, the, 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 Christine brought up one of the most popular ones was the old fashioned love song. I think that is a standout of all the episodes, that particular number. And like I mentioned earlier, the Crocodile Rock with Elton John. You just mm-hmm. don't forget that. Or like Fever with Rita Moreno. Yes. She's trying to sing Fever and Animal keeps messing with her <laughs> with the drums. And she's like, Fever! <laughs> you know, it, it like starts getting super annoyed with him. You know, I, I just, uh, I love those those numbers. Um, the Alice Cooper numbers is a standout. The one that really stands out with me, because it was the first time I learned the Harry Nilsson song, Coconut. When they sang that on the Muppet Show, I don't know who the guest star was. I don't remember, but I do remember that sketch and, and number. I loved the song, and it, and it stuck with me. But it scared the shit out of me mm-hmm. when the doctor, even the doctor's voice, who's the same puppeteer who does the voice of the Phantom, it's that same person. Mm-hmm. So when he comes in, you know, and says you put the lime in the coconut. I'm like, ah, you know, but mm-hmm. uh. That that's a great number. So I rewatched that before we did the show, and uh, still great, still scary. That when he comes back as the witch doctor, super scary. We were talking about 
Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem Orchestra. Do you guys realize that Floyd Pepper, the uh, the guy in pink? Yeah, Floyd Pepper. Yeah. He was named after Pink Floyd and the Sgt. Pepper's album, you know, so Pep Floyd Pepper. So that's that's, awesome. that's what that was all about. I always thought that he looked like Jeff Skunk Baxter. So is Janice that named after Janice Joplin? Probably. Probably. Yeah. And Ooh, Animal Dr. was Doctor John. Doctor John. John. Oh, okay. And Animal, of course, was Keith Moon of the Who. So who was Zoot, the sax player? He always reminded me of Lou Marini. Yeah. Remember Lou Marini? Blue, Speaking of of uh, Blues Brothers. Yeah, Lou Blue Marini. Lou. Yeah. <laughs> blue Marini. Because he had blue hair. Zoot had yeah. blue hair. Yep. yep that's that's him. He's all blue. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So that's who basically the uh, Doctor Teeth band was all named after. <laughs> Who were your top three favorite Muppets, Courtney? Oh, definitely Gonzo, uh, Miss Piggy, and then uh, I'm going to go New Muppets, and I love uh, the, the shrimp. <laughs> Pepe. 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 Pepe is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I know what you're okay. doing. Okay. 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 Kermit, okay. That <laughs> he, and, he and Gonzo are a great funny. team. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's hysterical. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's hysterical. <laughs> Okay, Christine, your your top three. Oh, I have to say Gonzo too, and uh, and Fozzie, and the Swedish Chef. Oh, nice. I mean, I'm I'm Swedish, and and I like to cook. It's you know, it's speaking to my heart right there. So <laughs> I always loved and how I he had human hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, human hands. You know, because there was no way they were going to be able to do the cooking scenes with the with the puppet hands, so they had to just have someone go, just use your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Throw the flour all over the place. I guess that for me, I'm going to go with Gonzo, even though that whole chicken thing, chicken plucking thing, kind of bothers <laughs> me. A lot of lot of chicken plucking going on. Did there. you say plucking? Chicken yes, plucking? plucking. Yes, plucking. 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 And uh, Fozzie, how could I not love Fozzie? As someone who loved all the old Catskill comics of days gone by, that's that's a big one. And just just Kermit, he always managed to keep things together. You know. Oh wait, can, can we make an honorable mention for Beaker? Yeah, Beaker's oh, awesome. I love Beaker. Beaker's just brilliant. But I guess that. The team of Statler and Waldorf is really. See, you can't limit it. There's too many. Yeah, it's it's, it's too hard. Many. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely. We love them all except for the blue guy thing. The Phantom <laughs> of the Muppet Show. And Sam the Eagle. I yeah. mean. I, oh my God, Sam the Eagle. Sadly, the show went off the air, but that would not be the end of the Muppets. They went on to do the Muppet Movie, which was just absolutely amazing. And I want to yeah, do an entire episode on that, so we won't really get into it, but. I don't know how anybody that has a heart <laughs> cannot love the Muppet movie. It you don't is... have to use this, but I have to say it. That the Rainbow Connection and I'm going to go back there someday. Those two songs yes. are like they're so deeply embedded in my heart. Mm-hmm. I, I still quote. I I might cry here. <laughs> I still. quote quote um uh old friends who just met i use that yeah. line all the time out of yes. i'm going to go back there someday yeah Aww. it's just brilliant lyrics brilliant lyrics Same that is here. a really uh, cute song and again great uh guest stars in that movie everybody mm-hmm. from oh, mel yeah. brooks to steve martin to richard Pryor to it's just on and on and on and on and on 
And then that led to the great oh, Muppet yeah. Caper. What? Oh, I was just going to oh. say that, Christine. <laughs> miss, miss. Oh, Miss. Miss. Yes. Yeah. I didn't get all those jokes when I was a kid. I didn't get the Harry Krishna thing. I didn't get the myth joke. Yeah. I didn't get that stuff when I was little. And then I watched it again, you know, when I was older. And I was like, oh. One of my I favorite think- is uh, Mel Brooks. What, you think we're sleeping in Dusseldorf? You think we're napping in Cologne? <laughs> <laughs> I love, would you like to smell the bottle cap? <laughs> is the waiter in short. And then he goes, thank you. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And that, of course, led to The Great Muppet Caper, the sequel. Yay, that movie's so funny. The Muppets Take Manhattan. Another funny movie. The Isn't Muppet. That where Pepe was introduced? Because he was a short order cook in the diner. No, that was Rizzo. The rats oh, were... that's right. Yeah, that's Pepe right. came much later, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, the Muppet Christmas Carol, which uh, John Denver makes an appearance in, and he was also no. on the show. Not in the Muppet Christmas Carol. He doesn't. He was dead already. The, but he had a Christmas album, which my family we still listen to this day. Yeah. We had the Chris, the John Denver Christmas album with the Muppets, which is a wonderful Christmas album. Right. right he has right. such a sweet, soothing voice, and I love John Denver. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. And the tw- I mean, we still sing the Twelve Days of Christmas the way the Muppets sing it because Miss Piggy does the five golden rings. Yeah. But then after her part, she goes. Yeah. So <laughs> whenever we sing the <laughs> we always have to do that and it's a funny Christmas album too. Yep. The Muppets Christmas Carol. Muppets Christmas Carol the movie. Yeah. That came out when I was in college and we all went to see it and mm-hmm. there was like a group of like 20 of us mm-hmm. and each time a muppet that we knew, you know, that we loved came on like a familiar muppet, everybody in the theater was cheering. Mm-hmm. It was it. so <laughs> fun. Love it. Which led to Muppets Treasure Island. And Muppets that from... may be one of my favorites, Muppets Treasure Island. You're just saying that because Tim Curry's in it. Because <laughs> they do the song Cabin Fever. Mm. I've got cabin fever. Ah! With the jazz <laughs> hands at the end. <laughs> I've got it too. These are lines that are like legendary in my family. It's right. Great. Which led to Muppets from Space. Bonnie, Pepe's in that. There you go. It's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie. Well, that was okay. I don't know that I did that. And the Muppets Wizard of Oz. Still haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. Then we had the Jim Henson Hour, which aired 1989 on NBC, featuring many of the same characters, plus new and boldly different content. The Muppet Show format was later revived as Muppets Tonight in 1996. So this is kind yes. of one of those things that just would not die, right? The first right. 10 episodes aired on ABC and the rest aired on the Disney Channel. Today, all three incarnations are syndicated together as a single package. And it wouldn't stop there because we had the Muppets appearing as toddlers in the long running animated series, The Muppet Babies. I love that show. <laughs> Which led to a whole bunch of cool merchandise for uh, kids everywhere. You know. Oh, that that scene that's from Muppets Take Manhattan. I that was my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, that that was a, be a movie star. Like it's just so cute. <laughs> yep, yep. And the animated versions of the Muppets were also featured on the short-lived series Little Muppet Monsters, 
on December 2001, the Muppet Fest celebration, including the Muppet Show Live, was staged at the Hollywood Palace in Hollywood. The special guest stars included John Voight, Brooke Shields, Joe Pasquale, and Paul Williams returning. Lionel wow, Richie. Yay. Yeah. Lionel Richie was scheduled to appear on the show singing Say You Say Me immediately after being green, but Richie was a- unable to attend the show because of illness. So Aww. hopefully he's gotten better since then. So uh, In 2005, the Muppets launched an award-winning web series entitled Statler and Waldorf from the Balcony. So, what? Yeah. The fi- oh, what was that? It was a bi-weekly web series created, and it created new episodes for 15 months on Movies.com, which starred Statler and Waldorf, along with many other popular Muppet characters from their theater box in The Muppet Show. How did I not know about this? I don't know. 2005, where were you? Oh, 2005. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that. <laughs> we don't ep- talk about that. We don't talk about that year. Each episode featured the duo as they discussed upcoming films and watched movie trailers and shared the week's balconism. So it was kind of like a podcast uh, with with Statler and Waldorf, which would be awesome. That would be that, awesome. That be I gotta great. go look that up. The Muppets were brought back in 2008 for two half-an-hour television specials on the Disney Channel. There's a comic book adaption of the Muppet Show. They were also on Disney's Extreme Digital, so you can see them that way. And they came back, and they were bought by Disney. And we've got to see The Muppets with Jason Segel, a reboot of the movie franchise, and The mm-hmm. Muppets Most Wanted. Those are the last two, and they relied heavily on The Muppet Show as its plot start-off point, right? Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was Those, those were fun. Mm-hmm. And they have a theater at California Adventure, or they used to. I think it's gone now. But it was, they had a Muppet theater where they did, like, the Muppets in 3D. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole Muppet attraction. And that was my favorite thing to do there. And you go, you know, into the theater, and it was just like the Muppet show, the way it was decorated and everything. And it had the balcony, the Stadler and Waldorf in it. and But you don't see them until the very end. And then right. um, it had... Uh, like a merchandise booth with all this cool Muppet stuff. So for about 10 years, I had a sticker on the back of my car. The only sticker I've ever put on my car ever was Dr. Bunsen Honeydew with his glasses. (laughs) And it said, I don't have eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) That was on my car for forever until it started just, you know, wear and tear just started. I had to take it off, but, um, but it was at that theater. It's a really cute thing. Yeah. You had to save the sticker. You could get rid of the car. Right. Like we got rid of the car. Right, right. The car. But, um, yeah, it's cool. And I think they still have it in Orlando. I'm not sure. I have to check. I mean, but uh, but that was a cool attraction. Very fun. And the only real Muppet that comes out is Sweetums. Uh-huh. He comes bursting through the, the screen at the end. It's very cute. But the Muppet Show did not end there. On April of 2015, ABC confirmed it was developing a Muppet Show revival, The Muppets. Yes! Yay. I loved that show. Oh my god, I love that show. That Enter- was funny. Entertainment Weekly reported that the revival would be a mockumentary style series. Think think The Office meets The Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. So you not only had what was going on on the show, but you also had what was going on in the writer's room. And right. you had a lot of things where the Muppets would look at the camera like Jim from The Office, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yep. And they had Pepe. Yeah. So it was it was a little bit different. It was kind of like a parody of The Office, Modern Family, Parks and Rec, where 
everyone does the single camera setup and the staring at the thing whenever somebody would say something stupid. What did you guys think of that overall? It was my favorite new show of the season. Mm-hmm. I watched it religiously. I thought it was just brilliant. The concept was very current, just as, as you said. And I was so excited to have these characters back. Yeah, that was fun. It was a cute show. I didn't watch it all. I didn't watch all of them. I watched some of them, and I, I liked it. You're the reason it was canceled, Courtney. I know. It's my fault. <laughs> what well, do you it- think of it, Ken? It's the kind of thing that I think I'm going to enjoy in the future, right? Like, eventually this will be on Netflix or something, and I'll be able to dig it. But to try to watch it week after week, it just there was too much other stuff going on, right? But some of the uh, guests were Tom Bergeron, Elizabeth Banks, Imagine Dragons, Josh Groban, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne, Leah Thompson... Uh, That's why you'll watch right there, Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson, yeah. Christina Applegate, Nick Offerman, <laughs> Leon Hemsworth, Thor, uh, Reese Witherspoon, Kristen Chenoweth, Pentatonix, Jason Bateman, Chelsea Handler, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Dave Grohl, you know, because Dave cool. Grohl's got to be Joseph everywhere. I love Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, he's awesome. Joan Jett. Uh, cool. The Dave Grohl episode was was really good. Yeah, it was really cool to that see. That Josh Groban one. <laughs> yeah. Willie Nelson, Phil Lamar, and Jack White. So it, it it continued some of the, you know, pretty much everything you loved about uh, The Office meets The Muppet Show. But, uh, yeah, and it, the, the thing I didn't like about it, I'll be honest, was I didn't like the bit where it was Kermit and Miss Piggy, and it, it's that that continued argument that they'd always have, you know, trying to make each other jealous, but it was a little too real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they broke up. Yeah. And Kermit, Kermit had a lover. Yeah. Yeah. He was dating another pig. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that either. It, it made it like, uh, this is a little too adult. You know what I mean? It was like, Hey kids, divorce is okay. It's not going to hurt anyone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No one's hurt. By divorce. But Kermit definitely loves pork. He sure does. He likes to pork pork. He, he, he's into cross-species. No, it's right on the money. I was actually going to say uh, Alice Cooper, you know, pork and Miss Piggy, but I didn't want to go that far. But since we oh. have, there we go. Talk about uh, welcome to my nightmare. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but the, sadly, the show is canceled after just one season. So <laughs> a lot of people really enjoyed it, but... Uh, not enough, apparently. I think that's the kind of thing that would have done better on Netflix, like if Netflix would have put it on. Yes. Yeah. Right, because we're the audience, I feel like they have to get first, and then people our age would introduce it to our children. Right. So that's kind of like an overview of the history of the Muppets and our love of the Muppet Show. And a lot of you out there requested that we talk about the Muppet Show. So <laughs> there we are. We've done it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Pop. Before we go, we'd like to just go around the room and see what's popping. Christine, what's something you're digging this week? It's funny how this episode um, mentioned the thing that was popping for me this week. That's Alice Cooper. Uh I started digging into his catalog this week and really enjoying it. I had no idea of the soft and tender side to Alice, and I was 
blown away by it. It's great. So check out check out his catalog because there's a lot of great hidden treasures in there. If you think you're not an Alice Cooper fan, you just might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. Courtney, what's popping for you this week? I'll check out some Alice Cooper. But now that I know that you both love Alice Cooper, just very quickly, my dad has in his uh, TV room where he... He's retired, so he has a man cave now. And I'm, in wait, there, hold on, hold on. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. <laughs> he was. A, he's a very good golfer, and he's done all these, a lot of celebrity golf tournaments. And oh, tournaments come and on. So he's played with Alice Cooper. <laughs> and we, all the Alice Cooper fans know that Alice loves him some golf. Oh, so, he does love um, golf. He loves to golf. So the photo that they took with Alice, because everybody who participated got to get a photo with him, mm-hmm. uh, they went back and gave everybody the Alice Cooper eyeliner eyes. You know, <laughs> they, they gave them the dark Alice eyes, and they did it over the photo. So when everybody got their photos back, they all had Alice Cooper eyes. So, so your dad, cute. the ultimate salesman, straight American guy, all-American dude, has Alice All-American ad executive. Yeah. Now, now retired is... As a picture with Alice Cooper holding their golf clubs and uh, with the Alice makeup. It's pretty cool. That is yes. so cool. Courtney, you've got to upload that picture. I've got to see your dad with the Alice Cooper eyes. I'll try and get a snap of it and upload it for you. I'll see if I can post it. I'll see what he says. But it's a pretty cool picture. Very cool. cool. Very cool. Well, what's popping in my world is it's the return of Sleepy Hollow. They've had four episodes now. They've come back. There was they're in their fourth season of the TV show Sleepy Hollow on Fox, and the first two seasons were really good. The third one they kind of lost their way and they lost one of the leads of the show. But they've they've come back this year and they're doing really good. And hopefully the show will survive and not go into cancellation. So think good thoughts about Sleepy Hollow. And if you like Sleepy Hollow in season one and two, it's time to jump back on ship. If you if you dropped it, it's time to pop it again. So send some love out there to everybody uh, who likes Sleepy Hollow. If you like Sleepy Hollow, let us know what you think of it. And uh, I agree with Christine. I'm always about the Alice Cooper. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm the guy that was upset that Betty Cooper's mom wasn't played <laughs> by Alice Cooper. So anyway. You're like, wow, he looks great. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> no, I just thought he would be cool to see as the coroner, you know. I mean, just imagine, oh, yeah. just imagine yeah. you're watching Riverdale and the coroner comes along and it's Alice Cooper. That With a mustache, so Ken. How scary. Yeah. No <laughs> mustache. No mustache for Alice. <laughs> he looks cool the other way. And, you know, it's weird about Alice Cooper. There's so many people that as they get older, they, they lose their cool. Alice just looks better the older he gets because he puts that makeup on. He looks ultra scary, and it's cool, and I love cool. it. And I love you, Alice Cooper. I was on a plane with Alice Cooper once. A coat of paint helps out, you know, covers up a multitude of sins. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I wear makeup just to record the podcast. Yeah, I've got my so. lipstick on. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are lucky I'm wearing pants. So join us on the next episode of Pop. We will be back. Let us know what you think on Facebook and enjoy some pop culture and keep things popping for yourself. We will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Keep popping. Pop out. And that's our show. Pop is an online nonprofit pop culture audio fanzine made for fans by fans. Any samples of music, TV, or movies heard here remain the property of their owners. Pop, a pop culture podcast, is not affiliated with any products we review or discuss. 
Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of the POP staff. If you like something that you heard, buy it at your local record, video, or bookstores, or wherever POP is found. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying whatever you do, make sure it pops. That's why I didn't want to believe that it was Miss Piggy Transformer. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to challenge you, Ken. No, no, I'm no, it's, it, you're not challenging me. It's, it's, I, I just... am, goddammit. Listen oh. to me. <laughs> And now it's on like dark. I hate it like I hate it when mommy and daddy fight. <laughs> there we go. And that'll sound so festive and joyous on opposed like three people waiting for a rectal exam by the time I'm done editing. <laughs> it could be an aid, wouldn't it? Just like get everything out and no. you're done. No. So anyway, so no. <laughs> all right, so back to flying. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hashtag no. All right. Ew. All right. Can <laughs> I prefer my podcasts to all have dogs barking in the background? Of course Otherwise, you, yeah. I don't listen. Yeah, why would you? It's part of that power to Let's understand dogs. What'd you do, shoot it? <laughs> Harry, Harry Belafano, a Calypso singer. You got comedians. Harry Belafonte. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what did I say? Belafano. I did? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the that's the Italian calypso saying. Hey oh, <laughs> hey oh. Henry Bellafano. <laughs>